The world around us is changing faster than ever before. From automation, artificial intelligence, big data, geolocation, to every aspect of how we work and live. This includes data. Welcome to Data Gurus Podcast. Our mission is to bring you a real-life perspective on what's happening in the industry and how successful companies and individuals in this niche navigate through the sea of change. Encouraging you to be bold, be brave, and be fearless, let's navigate the data ecosystem together. Welcome to the Data Gurus Podcast. Today's guest is Ted Waz, president of the Opinion Economy. Ted is a relatively new player, but stirring and causing a lot of good commotion in our industry, leveraging the blockchain technology platform. Welcome, Ted. Time to welcome this week's data guru. Thank you, Seema. It's great to be here. So tell us a little bit about the Opinion Economy. So the Opinion Economy is a distributed ledger and blockchain as a service company. And we're focused on unifying conversations between consumers, those folks who have behaviors and opinions, and those people who would like to purchase them, whether they're market research companies, sample companies, aggregators, brands, or other companies. And why is this so important to you? You clearly have a ton of passion for this. What do you see here that gets you so excited every day to do it? It was at SampleCon. I was asked by a professional colleague to come be part of an investors. And I also provide support for a company called the Illa Group, which is a group of investors from the Middle East and was talking about the consumer data and the sample and market research space. And I looked around and saw at that conference, enormous opportunity and discussions with you and and your colleagues from the sample board. And then with Patrick from Lucid, I said, you know, this is something where there's clearly some energy. There's some great technology that could apply here. I'm going to go out and spend a little bit of time and a little bit of my own money Mm -hmm. to invest the opportunity is. And the more I discovered, the more opportunity I saw. An incredible pivot point around consumer data. And the market research space is, for me, a lot like how Jeff Bezos started Amazon in books. An industry a little bigger than $75 billion. There's not a huge amount of technology. There are still discussions around whether mobile should be used or Lucid's doing a really good job of creating this unified API format. And they're still talking about standardizing language. We're at a place where it's really nascent. And I come in with an incredible background and network of folks in technology. And I've been incredibly blessed by folks like yourself and Patrick and 2020 Research and Sint and Market Cube and EMI and other folks who have really guided me around the market research space. And together, I think we're in a position to do something really phenomenal over the next couple of years. So do you think, Ted, that this will be the way we collect data in the future? That the other methodologies of kind of online or mobile data collection will go away? They won't go away. That's actually an amazing and insightful question. So the blockchain and distributed ledger technology actually connects to online digital interfaces. So someone using their email or a computer or internet or kiosk or their phone. So we actually will tie to all of those digital interfaces and be able to process the information. And there's a whole language to distributed ledger technology or blockchain. So there are things that are on-chain 
and off-chain. Things that are in the artificial intelligence supported data lakes or data cubes. So when you think about it, we're the piping that connects consumers and those who want to purchase consumer data through a whole host of digital devices. Now, we are starting off with our first launch on October 1st, connecting to phones and computers and laptops and kiosks. But as we evolve into 2019, we will also have the ability to connect to passive data. So when you drive your car, your car actually has an enormous amount of data that it spits out about your, your driving and your behaviors in the car that your car manufacturer and other people collect and then sell. And I'm guessing you haven't gotten a check from your car manufacturer. I have not. Yes. yes. <laughs> Only and, a bill. Yeah, well, and, and that's how it works. <laughs> yeah. So, but there's a ton of devices. And um, one of the things that we have focused on was acquiring the patent for connecting consumers and their digital devices sensors, applications, IoT sensors, across a variety of media. So phones, computers, kiosks, cars, other transportation vehicles, wellness devices, so like your Apple Watch or your Samsung Watch or your Fitbit, medical devices, any other computer sensor, so your doorbell, if you have a ring doorbell. So all of those things collect data about us as consumers. And today, most consumers are not getting any reimbursement for that. And their data is being collected by someone else. It is being sold and distributed without their informed consent. And we believe that there should be informed consent and informed purchase. So brands or affiliate groups who have questions that they want answered should know who they're getting the information from and that I am me and I'm not you know, someone in another country filling out forms on my behalf. So those are the types of things that we bring to the table. So I believe that over the next 24 to 60 months, there'll be a transformation of how consumer data is processed, how it is valued, and how the different stakeholders in that value chain are rewarded. And our hope and belief is that there should be a shift from the middlemen who actually generate the value. But it sounds like it's more behavioral data that's being collected through this methodology, right? So I'm driving the car, I have my Fitbit. To go back to that other question, we will still require people's thoughts and attitudes, products and services. Right. So market research, and I break it up into active and passive. We're very focused on the active side of things, which is I have a survey or an opinion poll and I want to collect data. So that right there will still be a very focused part of market research of the opinion economy. We express opinions through behaviors as well. So there's what we say and there's what we do. And what we do is very informative for folks. And the market research industry needs to be able to grow, not just in its expansion, which it has since 2009, but it needs to grow exponentially. It needs to compete with other industries. So you look at ad tech, which is over 250 billion a year. They're cheating into the market research space. Mm -hmm. Social media completely cheated into the market research space. And it's time that market research took back some of that territory. And we give a tool that can help companies who have shareholders or investors an opportunity to actually grow their bottom line by taking advantage of both active and passive research collections. 
That's awesome. So it sounds like the opinion economy is not just data collection. It's the analytic platform where people can go in and capture information to drive decisions. It's not just raw data. You can absolutely use our tools and we have a combination in our data matrix. So we have blockchain, the distributed ledger, we have smart contracts, we have token utility tokens as described by the SEC, but we also have both artificial intelligence artificial general intelligence and machine learning, which allows us to make referential and inferential determinations about the data that we've collected. We're able to create algorithms, ad hoc algorithms, based on the information through machine learning protocols. We're able to use edge services, and I can really geek out here, <laughs> introduce things like interoperable algebraic wrappers, which move functionality from one space to another, which is really cool, cutting edge technology. And then data in motion anomaly and threat detection, which is how we make what we do ultra secure. We're leveraging technology that has been used and tested in a variety of other industries. So NASA, the NSA, aerospace, these guys have been using some of these technologies for quite a long time, more than a decade. And then we're applying them in a, a new application in the market research space. So this isn't like some new untested technology. And one of the really amazing things is the wonderful people that I'm getting to work with. And my chief technology officer is Dr. Claudio Lima, has just been appointed as a chair for the Blockchain Engineering Council. He's on the IEEE as one of the, the vice chairs for one of their verticals. He is a global thought leader on blockchain, artificial intelligence, and IoT sensors. And he could work anywhere. And he and I sat down and we talked about what could we do to help shape the economy of opinion and thought leadership? How do we give voice to underrepresented and undercompensated groups? And that's how we decided to get together. And now we're working very aggressively. So what does this mean for consumers? What's their user experience here as you start developing or launch your first pilot? So today, not a lot will change for the consumers. They'll get an email from somebody who is asking to have them participate in research. If they already have a profile, we'll look to try to capitalize on that profile. There may be some additional information that we need, and they will actually get a key that they can control their profile and make edits to it. They will also be able to say, I want to share my information or I want to restrict my information. And we are GDPR compliant. So we're, we actually have a series of protocols and algorithms set up to govern that. So the consumer is in charge. They have informed consent and we have those protocols built into what we're working with, with our brands and our market research collaborators. So for them, not a lot changes. They get some additional freedoms and responsibility. And then they actually participate with a, what's called a smart contract. If they decide, yes, I would like to participate in this survey, rather than waiting some period of time and then getting a reward, they complete the survey and they automatically get paid. And that it's a self-executing contract. Is there so, a lot of education for the consumer in terms of how to do this? Or is it really as seamless as you make it sound? It's designed to be pretty frictionless. If you've ever used Lyft or Uber or Airbnb, right. we are working through the consumer experience so that it is as frictionless 
frictionless as possible. Now, having said that, all of those companies have had little blips, but the goal is to make it super simple. So we'll have an application that can be white labeled or it can be OEB. And that's how we refer to the opinion economy blockchain. You can either have an OEB app or a white labeled app or a market research company or a panel company or an aggregator or a brand. And we are also talking with brands directly and they get to choose. Do I want to participate in only this survey? Do I want to make my data available to others? The consumer will also get an update that says in Q2 of 2019, you can now make the choice to request to hook to your passive data. And that passive data can also generate revenue for them. So you build the trust first and then you move into the passive side of things. Right. And they still have control over it. Mm -hmm. They can say, I'm interested in sharing my information with these types of companies or not these types of companies. And one of the interesting new opportunities we have is we're creating a new slice of business within market research that we would call a contact agency. They differ slightly from a panel company in that they become an advocate for the consumer on the availability of research and research opportunities, both active and passive. And they help source additional connections to brands or other verticals that they may not have if they were just tied into a straight panel company. Interesting. So they're almost a third party reseller that has the contacts and the perspectives of other people that might be able to take advantage of this data. Yeah. And what I expect is that sample and panel companies and aggregators will start to grow a contact agency part of their business. What we expect is over time, I mean, there's an operating system that exists today. What we do expect is that over time, the business will diversify and the way we access and share information and compensate that information will change. And those companies that develop the contact agency side of their business will have a growth opportunity if the other side of their business starts to wane because there's a shift in how people are collecting and sharing data. Interesting. So Ted, what keeps you up at night as it relates to this venture? What do you worry about? You know, that's a great question. And I sleep about four hours a night. So I guess the, the biggest thing is trying to make sure that we are addressing the needs of both sides of the value chain within market research. What I don't want to do is just create technology for technology's mm -hmm. sake. That's not value added. And I'm a real operations guy. I like to see that we've facilitated change in a way that improves the lives of the consumers and the brands or the people who are interested in buying the information. If we have not done that, then we've not added value and we've failed. That's why I love having discussions with industry experts of engaging in what's called constructive conflict. Because I say things with authority doesn't mean that they're right. You know, when we first met at SampleCon, I, I told people that I would be back. And if you were lazy or exploitive, or you had a certain sense of malaise or contempt, I was going to come eat your lunch. So it's a little less than six months later, I have formed a company, uh, raised three quarters of a million dollars. We're still raising some more. We have acquired a, an amazing patent and we have our first MVP launch on October 1st. And we have our next five customers lined up right after that. And we've actually had to push off a couple of bigger brands that wanted to go direct because I want us to be set in the market research space first. And then we actually want to align brands with the people who align with us. I'm merely the technology company that helps make process easier. So for us, making sure that we have good collaborative partners is critical. 
that makes a lot of sense. I think it's a lot easier when you bring the industry along with you for Absolutely. those who want to participate to be able to make it a success. Ted, thank you so much for being on the show. And I look forward to keeping in touch and supporting all your progress. It is a real pleasure. And I love your podcast. Thank Thanks. you so much. Take care. Thank you for tuning in to Data Guru's podcast. This episode has ended, but your exploration doesn't have to. Head over to www.dataguruspodcast.com and access all the resources and links mentioned in today's show. You'll also find bonus content available to our podcast listeners exclusively. That's www.dataguruspodcast.com. Until next time, be bold, be brave, and be fearless.